You're listening to the Super Coin Bros Podcast, recorded by the Super Coin Bros at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas, Nevada. What's up, guys? We are back again with another episode of Super Coin Bros with another topic. This is not one of the series that we started. No, we're taking a little bit of a break from the uh, sort of course that we're doing here, and uh, we're, we're going to revisit uh, one of the more common or popular topics, hordes. Yeah, so the hordes have been uh, one of those things that we've noticed have, have uh, you know really sparked interest of a lot of you folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one that we wanted to talk about today is the 1908 No Motto Wells Fargo Hoard of Gold Coins, or just the Wells Fargo Hoard. Yep, commonly referred to, yeah, as a Wells Fargo Hoard. Yeah, before we jump right into the Wells Fargo Hoard, uh, you guys probably heard me just say No Motto. Now, there's a little bit of knowledge there that... Uh, you, most of you probably know if yeah, you're listening probably. to this, yep. Yep. Um, but there's a chance uh, that you may not. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I mean, basically all that means, guys, in 1907, uh, the president, it was President Roosevelt, basically thought it was inappropriate to have in God we trust on our coinage. So he had it removed. Um, that didn't last very long. No, not at all. And in 1908, you had the two versions. You had the no motto and the with motto. Right. introduced it. And that solely came up because you had the public through a fit. Right. I mean, that that coin came out with no motto on it, and they were like, whoa, 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 you better back that up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, so that got that got fixed pretty quickly. Very fast, very fast. But, uh, yeah, so like Ray was saying, we're talking specifically the 1908 no motto hoard. Now, why is it specifically referred to this way? That's because this hoard consisted entirely of 1908 no motto saints, $20 Double eagles. Now, here's the thing that's going to be interesting with this. Prior to these coins coming out or this hoard being found, the 1908 No Motto was literally one of the, how can I put this, lamest gold coins to go Yeah, get. yeah, that's definitely referred to uh, in that fashion. Dealers didn't want it. No, no, they weren't really exciting. They were usually pretty... Um, uneventful as far as looks and luster goes but uh this particular hoard changed that now we talk about this hoard a lot now but uh essentially how many coins were part of this hoard well to call it a hoard it's got to be relatively substantial this hoard consisted of just under 10,000 of these coins a single coin type at that yeah and i mean 10,000 of any coin is a lot of coins but when you're looking at this and going, that's $10,020 gold pieces. Yep. That's a lot of money. Just mm-hmm. face value, that's a lot mm-hmm. of money. And to clear something up, j- just just um, for, for uh, our friends who are listening, who are not familiar with this, the 1908 Wells Fargo, go- Wells Fargo excuse me, gold hoard was not found in 1908. It's actually found in 1996. So just to, just to clear that up, it, it, is, it is a 96 uh, discovery, and we kind of decided to choose this because there's a little bit of tie-in to Vegas, right? Yeah, there absolutely is, and we're gonna we're gonna hammer on that here in just a minute. I mean, one of the things with these, it, there's always backstory, right? Like mm-hmm. we're looking at it going cool. So, 1908 coins, right? They were found later, but how how could a gold coin from 1908 be found hoarded somewhere when there was a forced confiscation in 1933, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like these coins literally escaped that confiscation and just kind of 
just kind of hung by themselves for for years on end. Right. So the the story is, is that they were held aside as a World War One debt payment. Right. There, there's 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 talks about this in, and, in 1917, from what I gather, mm-hmm, is when they correct, they, they right, were right. Aside. And uh, uh, they were then tucked away again and sort of. I don't want. I don't know if it was forgotten about, but yeah, they they really sort of escaped the uh, the scrutiny. They did, and the interesting thing with that, like you said, they were tucked away um, from everything. I was able to gather. It looks like they were they were essentially found in the 1960s, but the bags were deteriorated that they mm-hmm. were in. So they repackaged them, right. sealed them up, and then put them back. Yep. Like, just eh, we don't to, need to let anybody know about yep, this. Just, they're good. Just, just they're put good. It back. Yep, put it back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So just repackage them, put them back where they were. And then eventually, in 1996, they were brought to light. Right. Um, apparently in safety deposit boxes in a Wells Fargo bank here in Vegas. Well, they weren't found there. Right. He bought them. So it was a dealer who ended up buying them in in, in 96... And then what ended up happening, he then put them in a safety deposit right. box here. And then they sat there until he could get everything in order. Right. And then these coins went to PCGS, mm-hmm. and they were then deemed the Wells Fargo hoard. Now, that tie into Vegas, it was a Wells Fargo in Las Vegas that yep. had them. Of all places, right? Yeah, bring all your gold and just uh, let's, let's stash it in Vegas for a year. But then they were given that title of the Wells Fargo hoard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, I know now, we've seen... Tons of these. And granted, look, there's 10,000 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of a big deal when uh, you're looking at these coins and a lot of folks will say, hey, have you pedigreed your coins or whatnot? These ones were given the Wells Fargo hoard pedigree. Yep. And what makes these kind of special, really? And and we kind of talked about this in the beginning that, you know, 1908 uh, Nomado Double Eagles were not really seen as super desirable. What sets this particular hoard about, uh, differently from the other coins is that these were left essentially untouched so for those of us who understand old gold um old gold is prone to bag marks right what that what that means is they were stored in canvas bags for most of the time and they were transported and the coins move around they hit each other it's not really circulation but they do get some marks on them this particular hoard did not have that so they sat in extraordinarily uh, well-preserved condition yeah, and honestly, with old coins, the one thing that's always interesting to think about, right, is not only the way they stored them and how they were, you know, moved around or whatnot, but like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've heard stories of like Morgan dollars in essentially in like wheelbarrows, sure. right, and they're moving them with with shovels, right. You, you think about that, and the gold coins could have potentially been treated the same. Absolutely, yeah. These again somehow did not. Even if you think back and go, cool, in nineteen seventeen they were used as a payment. They were already nine years old. Mm-hmm. So nine years of potential circulation, which I don't think they ever were Probably based on not. condition. Nope. Uh, but that's nine years yep. of preservation right out the gate. Mm-hmm. That's, that to me is crazy. Absolutely. I mean, so, you look at, uh, you look at uh, the fact that there is, none, there is little to no bag marks, right? What's interesting about this is that because these coins were so really readily available, right? There was no population certified in mid state 68 prior to this or more than 68 or better i should say yeah and that's the crazy thing right so he took these nearly 10,000 coins mm-hmm. they all initially all went to pcgs right 
um, with that, I mean, you're looking, uh, let's see, currently, right now, mm-hmm. there's approximately 9,000 coins graded Mint State 66. Mm-hmm. A very, very large percentage of those are Wells Fargo. Yep. Um, so that in itself is just a big shot in the arm into the Mint State 66 grade, right? And that, that in itself is is a feat when it, it comes really to is. old gold. It really is. You know, and then you you, you kind of want to bump up a little bit. And this is where it starts getting interesting, Very right? Very much so, yep. Mint State 67, there's mm-hmm. almost 1,000 graded. Right. And they suspect that 896 of them could potentially be Wells Fargo. That's right, yep. That's yep. insane. I mean, to have that kind of population come from a single horde, substantial. Yeah. Now, again, 67, phenomenal. That right. I Anybody would be like, yeah, absolutely, I'll have a $20 gold piece in 67. Sounds sure. like a great coin, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mint State 68. About 100 right now. Clock. 101. Yep, 101. And uh, I think there's only 102 in population. Right. So 101 <laughs> of them are Wells Fargo, and there's one other one that's just kind of like there, right? But it doesn't stop there, does it? No, and th- this is where, in my brain, instantly, we, when we get up to Mint State 69, I'm like, are we talking about bullion? We're we yeah. talking about American it, gold. It really Eagles feels right like now? that. Yeah. Right? There's 10 in Mint mm-hmm. State 69. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the deal. Prior to that, that, that find, there was no other saints mm-hmm. in 69, period. Right. That's insane. Yep. Absolutely insane. The entire population of this particular grade unearthed from one collection. Listen, a lot of us like the 90s in general. It was kind of a cool time in sure, history. Absolutely. I guess now it's history, right? It still feels I, like I, it was I guess yesterday. It, it just, yeah, it makes you feel a little bit old. But, but yeah. this is a really cool <laughs> find for the 90s. For Let's sure. be real. For sure. Um, now, the cool thing about that with the 69 thing and, and the 10 being graded, um, so doing a little research, I did find that uh, David Hall, obviously, with PCGS, mm-hmm. uh, when this submission had had come in, uh, he had the graders really looking through those coins to try to find a 70. Yep. That didn't happen. No, no. They Apparently, they whittled it down to three contestants. They did. And there is one out there that the label says, Wells Fargo, the best one. Yep. Okay, yep. listen. I don't care who you are in coin collecting. <laughs> I don't care what you collect. Right. If PCGS went through some coins and was like, yo, hey, listen, this is, this is the best one. This, like, this is period. it. Yep. Right? Like, that's pretty substantial. It really is. And we know some folks that are all about getting Papa One None Better coins, mm-hmm. and this here is exactly Very much that. so. I mean, it's technically not a Papa One, but let's be real. There's only one that says the best on the holder. That's it. That's it. Just the one. Yeah. This ah. coin, though, did take a little trip. It was purchased, uh, and it was part of the Philip H. Morse collection. Right, right. Which was, the, let's be real, that that thing. That's a, that is That is a... It's a heck of a uh, a set. Yeah. And I'm assuming you've probably already looked up as well what that coin sold for at auction. Right. So um, one of the, uh, what is it, the record on that one that I have is that in 2005, it was just shy of $100,000. $94,895 uh, is, is the 05 um, auction record on that. And that's almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing to think about. So, so I saw that number. And I was like, I'm going to go see if I can check the auction records and see if by chance that coin's popped back up, mm-hmm. which it hasn't. Nope. But the, the, the last auction record, the most recent auction record mm-hmm. I found for a 1908 Nomado in 69, so it's going to be one of those 10. Right. Was $96,000. Right. And it's not the best one. Yep. 
So the crazy thing, and this is, I mean, many of you that collect understand there's always discrepancy between price guide and auction records. Right. Price guide on a 69, it shows us 300K. Mm -hmm. The auction records are supporting 95, 96,000. That would be for not the best one. Right, obviously. So the question would be like, what, what what would you imagine that thing would come back up at now? Man, for something like that to surface now, it's it's kind of hard to believe, right? And it's not like these coins surface very often. Right? No, and it's these big auctions, mm-hmm. right? And even the one we just mentioned, the $96,000 one. Right. So that was in 2020. It was part right. of the Fox collection. And the Rolo Fox collection was sold at auction. And just to give you guys an idea of how crazy these things can get. Mm -hmm. They had a 1927 D in mint state 65 that sold at auction in that same period for $2.15 million. Yeah. And that's one coin, one coin, not the collection, just one one. coin. So uh, these things guys are just, it's insane. I mean, you look at these hordes and you see what's going on and it just kind of makes you wonder like how many more hordes could potentially be out there for sure. And I mean, we talk about these hordes, and we've talked about this before, especially with like the um, the Great Kentucky Horde, right? Um, there's a concept known as hordeflation and gradeflation, right? Like we said, there were no coins, there were no specimens that were certified in Mint State 68 or 69 prior to this horde. This horde has caused that population to exist in the first place, but. More than that, the whole concept of those 67s, right? We kind of talked about that there was about a 1,000 of them, roughly 900 of them being from this particular horde. Now, imagine if you were somebody who owned a Mint State 67 at the time prior to the discovery of this horde, you were the top pop. Well, and I agree with you. Yep. But what this also makes me think, with at least this coin, mm-hmm. I, this one I feel like it would be different than other ones, right? Sure. Because this coin was kind of dismissed. Right. It was already at the point where people were like, yeah, whatever. Like, it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? So I'm assuming the 66 has probably had decent value then. Sure. But I feel like the following for the coin became a thing after this this horde came out, right? But you're right, because what if it's those guys, the average Joe collector had said, hey, I can get a hold of this 66. Sure. And it's a great price, right? Right. That also comes back to now, what are you paying for? Are you mm-hmm. paying for the Wells Fargo hoard name? That's a good yeah, that's a good point. Because I know sometimes we've had 1908 no mottos right. that were not Wells Fargo hoard. Oh no. And they don't sell for as much as the Wells Fargo hoard coins. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. This is also one of those I feel like prime example. Go to the PCGS price guide. Mm-hmm. Wells Fargo hoard has its own price guide values. Right. 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 Where like these Kentucky hoard ones and some of these other ones, yes, they're given the name. But they're included in the regular population report. They are. They are. And so I feel like maybe they tried to combat it a little bit and, 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 and make things work that way. But I don't know, man. This is just an interesting, interesting horde. And, and thinking about, like you said, the populations being toyed with, things changing. But then it may have been like, whoa, hold on. This is way too many coins with way too much value. Right. It's got to have its own category. And in defense of like PCGS, right? Like, especially when we're talking about like the Great Kentucky Horde, those were all graded by NGC. So I, I don't, I wouldn't put it on PCGS to include a separate uh, sort of, no. um, you know, category for that. But kind of on that note, though, of different companies, did you know that uh, CAC still hasn't put a sticker on a single one of these? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Huh. I just did. I just I looked it up, did a little research and whatnot. CAC has not put a single sticker on any of these coins. Again, not throwing any shade on CAC. It's not. It's, that's not no, here nor it, there. It, yeah. But it's just an interesting fact. What it, I, I don't know if there was a reason. I don't know what the story is. Makes behind you wonder. That. They're like, yeah. hey, that's cheating, man. These things have been <laughs> locked up until '96. Like, right. I don't know. That's that's kind of an unfair advantage. <laughs> no, uh, you're right, though. I mean. What's what what's what gives, right? Who knows? But Who that knows? also leads me to wonder now, right? Because now CAC has a whole new process. That's exactly the next point that that, that I was gonna uh, you know kind of get into is that it is exactly that with them kind of taking off as far as a grading company and whatnot going forward. What does that mean for this this collection? Yeah, what if one of these crosses? I mean, because look, there these were all sent to PCGS. Mm-hmm. There's about a thousand of them in NGC holders now right. because of folks cracking right. and whatnot. Or maybe they crossed them because they're NGC collectors. But what's to say now? Like you say, they send it to CAC. They want it in a CAC holder, CAC sticker, however it's going to exactly. work out. Exactly. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see how that how that goes. So, yeah, just a little 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 snippet of information that I found that was pretty interesting. This is all as of 2022, so it's last year's info. But, I mean, as far as the horde goes, that's pretty uh, up-to-date information. I mean, we're talking, you know, 05s, 06 auction records and things like that here. But 2022 numbers are pretty pretty uh, accurate as far as things go that's ten thousand coins too yeah, you, you know the shot of like hey there's got to be a green bean on one of these things it's gotta be gotta be that's wild yeah. i mean i don't know man you know with with the wells fargo horde in general right let's anything collecting mm-hmm. i mean a lot of folks look and they go oh i can get a wells fargo lockbox that may have been on a wagon train or i can get and i feel like the Wells Fargo name on these holders implies that, but right. now that you know, clearly we know like eh, the guy had a safety deposit box. He did. It yep. very well could have been the U.S. Bank court. Like it, it, we we <laughs> like, don't know, right? We don't know just it, just because of where it was it was found. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if we got into this earlier, but yeah, the, the the dealer's name who bought this hoard originally his name was Ron Gillia. What do you think he's doing now? I mean, Swimming in the. <laughs> Bahamas. Like, I, I, I mean, say that, but let's you, be real. If you're, you know, at that at that level, you're you're still probably searching stuff out and 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 dealing in coins. But to have your name associated with such a substantial hoard, like something of this magnitude and of this value, it's kind of hard to imagine. I'm like, that's that's a yeah, that's a, that's awesome. a one in a lifetime type discovery. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those when you get the opportunity to purchase something like that. I mean. It, you know, if you can take that shot, definitely take it. I mean, you, you never know what it's going to do to the market. No clue. You know, no clue. what what your name is going to, where your name is going to land in that. That's it. That's yeah. it. So this is a quick episode, guys. We wanted to just jump into this one and kind of dig in a little bit as to some of the back history on it. It's a real simple hoard um, when it comes to hoards, right? The Redfield hoard, we were able to dive real deep into the crazy guy putting sure. coins in his sure. shirt down the... Anyways, yeah. Hoards, <laughs> hoards can go many directions. This Very one much so. is a little more cut and dry, um, but just interesting history uh, you know, behind this and kind of what it did. I mean, this one, instead of just changing population reports, it changed the 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 want for these yeah, coins the need the market mm-hmm. essentially the way that people view the 1908 nomado yeah otherwise it still probably would have been one of those coins that people are like yeah cool great it would have been kind All of right. meh for 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 as long as we know right? yeah yeah so this is this is one of those that kind of changed collecting in a, in a, in an aspect right? right right um so it really changed up the trajectory of these coins and uh if you ever get one in your hand it's just a little bit of extra knowledge you have now and uh Guys, if you enjoy the hordes, which again, a lot of people do. This is why we keep doing these things. 
there's still plenty of uh, hordes that we can talk about. Granite Lady, uh, the Saddle Ridge, uh, the Baltimore Find, even the Norfolk Horde, right? So there's plenty of, uh, of finds, discoveries, and things like that that we can talk about. So guys, let us know. Shoot us an email. Uh, give us a call, whatever it might be. Just, just let us know what it is that you guys want to hear, what you guys want us to talk about. Yeah, we'll definitely dig into it and try to pull the quirks that we can find out right. of there and, and definitely share that stuff with you. So, uh, again, we thank you guys for always listening. Uh, share the podcast, subscribe to it, everything you can. And we will see you guys again here shortly with another new episode of Super Coin Bros. And, again, message us, service at saharacoins.net. Feel free to give us a call at 702-367-4360. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Take care, guys.